welcome to the Mint City Soccer Show. I am your host, Matt Swift. No David Gussler tonight. He is traveling for work. He's down in Florida, and I believe he might be going to Disneyland tonight, which is, let's be honest, a lot better than being on the show. But have no fear. Russell Varner is here. Russell, welcome back to the show. It is an honor and a pleasure, and while I am in very, very jealous of David for getting to not only go to Disney, but to go to Disney on work dime, mind you, I will do my best to fill in to his gigantic shoes and do all that our fearless leader can usually do on this wonderful show. <laughs> well, well, pal, we, we've got a lot to cover tonight. Um, we're we're going to talk about the, the victory against NYCFC. We're going to talk about the match coming up against Chicago. Talk a little bit about uh, Christian Fuchs um, and his situation. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, the shoe event that happened last night. And uh, we'll see what else, what else we can yeah, we'll we'll see what else we can we can pack into this thing, but let's um, let's jump in, my friend. Um, I always like doing these shows after a victory. Uh, we we get a one to nothing home win against a struggling NYCFC side, uh, and Russ, we 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 did the double on these guys. What do you think? That uh, that's still very hard. To believe, truthfully. <laughs> the defending uh, chance. To... I know. I'm trying to remember the stat. I want to... OptiJack tweeted out something. And I want to say that Charlotte's the second or third expansion side ever to do the double against the defending champ. So that... I mean, that's no small feat. No, not at all. I, th- I, think, I think we're the second, and I believe the Miami Fusion is the last team that did that I could be I could be wrong but I think that's what that's what I saw that, that sounds yeah. correct so it's huge it's great it it's nice just because it felt like things were getting real just sad <laughs> for just sure not <laughs> just overall like we all needed something positive to just mm-hmm. get excited about and I'll be darned if that's not it yeah, if anybody listened to the last show, uh, the Cincinnati uh, recap, uh, I was in, I was in a bad way. I was super, super depressed. But uh, a win will always turn things around, and and this win gets us to eleven on the season, which is really, really in, impressive. Uh, sadly, we have seventeen losses. Uh, wish some of those would have been some draws or maybe another win. But uh, all in all, getting eleven wins in your first season, that's that's. That's that's something pretty positive. Yeah, it's it's not nothing, no. for sure. Like if you look at all the teams that we are around, and I think someone else's point out before, we'll hold the wins tiebreaker because we have two, three more wins than a lot of the teams around us. And if we could just take even three or four of those losses and turn them into not even wins but just draws, exactly. Yeah, like that. Changes, yeah, we'd be it. it, it it's exciting, but also painful because you're <laughs> this close. We are right there. And like, you don't yeah. want to get, you want to, I want to give them a little bit of a break because like it is an expansion side. And I know all of the expectations that were placed early on, but 
again to me this is still just this is an expansion side that is still throwing things together and still trying to figure out what their best 11 is and where the best position mm. to play everyone is which you can make the argument that that's a whole nother issue in and of itself <laughs> which yes fine but the fact that we are still in a playoff hunt and that yeah. we've been able to put together this many wins and yeah like while there's been some pretty darn low lows there's been some not there's been some decent highs as well oh yeah a- absolutely uh and it it's funny <laughs> that you said we're tr- still trying to figure out our our best 11 if if anybody's listened to the show past couple episodes we we've definitely been joking around some about latanzio and his experiments and it looks like we've moved into the swiderski in the midfield experiment now <laughs> which i i gotta say it really came off I'll in this say, last game <laughs> i'll be darned if it's not if it didn't work he looked really good which is it we have a yeah. very unique problem now in that our best striker is arguably also our best creative midfielder. Yeah, it it exactly. Um it, this game showed me a lot. Um in the first half it showed me just how well we can move off the ball. Uh it showed me how many great runs and chances we can we can create. Um and and also like you know we had Melanda's header go off the crossbar in the like the fourth minute and then right after that we get the Daniel Rios go uh, goal, um, but I I'm hoping that we're you know we're talking about Swiderski I'm hoping that people will see just how talented this guy is. Uh, not only can he shoot, not only is he good in tight spaces, but the but the guy can also deliver a ball, and we're, we'll get more into some of those uh, uh, those balls later on in the show. But uh, I, I was just blown away, and and yeah, it's this weird situation where uh, our best striker is probably our best playmaker, um, and so we've seen Latanzio. If something works, stick with it. So I would imagine this will probably be an ongoing thing (laughs) the rest of the season yeah which i think i'm all right with so long as everyone else also plays up uh yeah camille uswiak i think had one of his better if not his best games with us i agree which low bar but just to be able to see him (laughs) play anything close to that dp potential would do wonders for the offense. Kerwin Vargas, I think, is slowly continuing to come into his own. I'd still like to see a little more from him, but the mm-hmm. fact that he's continuing to play out there is promising. Daniel Rios, I have I I still have thoughts about him starting, but I'll be darned. Like if he's scoring goals, I'm it's very hard to argue against it. Yeah, and you know, and again, you know, with uh, last last show we were talking about how that didn't work. We were talking about how, and you know, we've mentioned this before. We, you know, we've thought that Daniel Rios was going to be odd man out since Andre signed that new contract, and Lantanzio has talked about him being uh, used more centrally. Uh, you know, and M- Mello will be coming back uh, off of injury at some point. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I keep forgetting he's a thing. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, and, you know, again, we've joked around with Latanzio, like doing these experiments and usually 
usually if something doesn't work, he he quickly shifts to some other thing that he's got going on. But I will say he stuck with Rios. Uh, Rios, you know, Latanzio said he was training well. We kind of poked fun about that a little bit, but he went with him again, and Rios rewarded the coach, rewarded the fans with that decision. And Rios is good in the air, and if you have service into the box like that, you you get your chances. So I just was really impressed about how we came out. Uh, the intensity was there. We were pressing. Uh, we were really going for it, and I I wanna I wanna see more of that, and and I'm kind of frustrated that. We haven't seen that a lot. I was going to say, I think you're going exactly where I was going. Where has uh, this, where has this Charlotte team been the past couple weeks? Yeah. Especially when, like, during we had so many crucial games where you're asking, all right, we yeah. really need them to step up this week. And then they just kind of fell flat. And then all of a sudden in this game, which I'm, I'm going to be honest, I kind of wrote it off as a loss because the team had not been playing well. You got the defending champs coming in. Right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just decide to, oh, show up. Yeah, it it's very strange. And I, I feel like every time we we come out with that intensity and, and we press defensively, and, I, and, I, and I, I know it's difficult to press for 45 minutes, let alone 90. But... I feel like when we're pressing, there's this sense of energy and, and urgency. Like even when we do get the ball back, we're moving off the ball well and making runs. Uh, in this particular match in the in the first half, I I really liked how Swiderski would play centrally and in, in in a in a way that allowed Brandt to move around more, to be on the left to be on the right, to get forward. Brent has a little more of that freedom now with Derek Jones back there too. Um, there was a moment in like the 14th or 15th minute where Swiderski gets the ball. And because of the football lines were on, on the field, it was like he got the ball in like the 35-yard line and launches launches this amazing ball say, forward so to Brent. I'm best ball because, oh yeah. my Lord. It, it was one of those that yeah. I, you see it, and then you were just like, who the hell passed that ball? And then yeah. you watch the replay, and you're like, that was Swinderski? Swinderski yeah. can do that? Yeah, it's, you know, Brant unluckily didn't finish that that chance, but you're starting to see our midfield get forward a little more. Yes, just and, the fact that yeah. he's making that run. Yeah, and that we're, we're very, we've him. been very stagnant. Uh, and very one-dimensional. Uh, you know, I always am frustrated about, oh, yes, we won the, the possession stat, but who cares because we, we're not doing anything about it. I would I would love for us to uh, play play balls forward because we have runners running into the box and, and losing it that way. I, I, I could care less about the possession stat, and we, we lost – uh, the possession stat here, mainly because of the second half and, and you yeah. know, the red After card. We'll talk about that a little bit. One-way traffic the entire yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you mentioned Yozwiak, and it, yeah, I agree. I think this is one of his better games, and I he's really starting to show, sadly, it's towards the end of the season, but he's really starting to show, you know, why he was brought onto this team. I still think he has a lot more to prove, but I think we're starting to, to see that uh, better late than never. Um, 
you know, we'll steal in my line. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, we'll probably buy his contract down so he won't be a DP. But I, I think he could, he could be a big part of this team, and I'm, I'm hoping that he will just uh, keep improving. Uh, I mean, he hit the post in the 50th minute. Uh, I really was wanting him to score, and and again, that 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 play comes from again Swiderski playing a ball forward to Brandt again, running into the box. So uh, I like that dynamic. Um, and again, I, I think maybe until the off season and, and we see what we can see what we can do. I believe Sodersky might be better suited in that attacking midfield role because we haven't had anybody all season long that can really play that position and play it well. Yeah, it's, Ben Bender looked good in there for the first third, maybe half of the season and just kind mm. of has faded away since kind of, you yeah. could say hit a rookie wall. And it, it, exactly. Then, yeah. I think, just I think been trying right. to find someone to fill it in, like you said, and yeah. like jokingly at first I was like, Oh, do we start just keeping Swinderski out wide? But the, after watching more highlights and kind of reading in, maybe you just give him like a free roam on offense and just let him kind of show up where he wants to. And yeah. if everyone keeps making runs like they were making, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and it's just able to play off of him that way. I mean, why? I think everything this year, even though playoffs are still within reach, uh, mm-hmm. I think the best thing might be to try to play to figure out what you want to do next year and figure out moving forward what exactly this team's identity could be. Yeah, I, I don't think Christian Latanzio will be back, at least not as head coach. But if you could build something for the future and try to figure out what you have, mm-hmm. I think that should be what the team focuses on. Now, watch them go and win like the next couple of games, and all of a sudden, at the end of the year, <laughs> I'm mad that they didn't make the playoffs. But it's 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 crazy, Russell. That mathematically, we're we're still in this thing. MLS, baby. Because uh, no one seems to really want to get into the playoffs, uh, and which is frustrating, too. Again, we've talked about it. Like, we've had so many opportunities because other games around the league have been going our way. Uh, as we're doing this show, Orlando just played uh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta did get that, that win, unfortunately. Uh, and so that helps their playoff chances, but uh, they have some tough games. Uh, their last three games are, are pretty, pretty tough. So uh, we'll see. We're, we're still in this thing, but you know we don't have easy games. We're traveling this weekend, uh, and then we still have Philly, and then we have also have to play Red Bull on the road. So oh, and then we have uh, to finish the rest of that Columbus game. Right, um, which I, keep uh, which I, I honestly think I I honestly think we we could take Chicago. Uh, we haven't been good on the road, but I think we can take Chicago, and I, I think we can win that Columbus game. I, I so, agree about Columbus. Chicago has me a little worried, and we can talk more about yeah, that we'll talk, later. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. You're going to give us the rundown on on our next opponent for sure. Um, but I want to get into the I want to get into the second half because, um, like I said, I was in, I was impressed with the first half, and I was actually impressed with the second half, but for a different reason. Uh, we showed just how resilient this team is I was and can be. Use that word. I was hoping you would. 
that's Fuchs exactly gets a, a <laughs> Fuchs gets a very silly red card in the 55th minute. Um, I, I had to go back and watch it a few more times. Um, you know, it wasn't like a lethal elbow, but it, you know, he, it, yeah, it's one of, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, uh, you see it called and it, it stinks cause he, he's not meaning to, uh, I'll, I'll give Fuchs a benefit of the doubt and say that he didn't intentionally try to like break the guy's <laughs> nose or anything. Yeah. I, I, I think he was frustrated and he, he got a yellow card, which I feel like that was probably the the right call. I've seen it go both ways. I've seen yeah. it as a yellow. I've seen it as a straight red. So I, I needed to watch the replay a, a few times, but I <sighs> yeah, I get the frustration. Yeah. I see both sides. I get the frustration about why it's a red. I understand absolutely why VAR came in and said, hey, you should look at this because we think this is a little more severe. Right. It, it um, stinks. And when you watch things in slow-mo, it can look worse than what it is, too. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he he elbows Tavon uh, Gray in the face. Um, and then NYCFC immediately makes subs um, to bring on more offense. Uh, but our, our team really showed some grit and determination the rest of that half. Um we make some quick changes. Uh, Byrne comes in for Vargas. Uh, Gaines comes in for Swiderski in the 78th minute. Andre comes on for uh, Daniel Rios. Uh, and then we really try to shore up things with Jan Sobosinski coming in for uh, Jozwiak. The so, most. I love the Latanzio, super st- typical Italian, always yeah. center back for an attacking <laughs> player. Lock always. it up. Lock. Um and I, another thing, just to go off of that, uh, I was looking up earlier and I noticed Charlotte did not have a shot, like not just a shot and goal, a shot after the 50th minute, I think. Fuchs's red car was in the 55th minute. So that yeah. was basically, what, 35 consecutive minutes of just defending like a chicken with your head yeah. cut off, and they held on. And like you said, I think the team deserves all the credit in the world. For yeah. holding off that onslaught. Yeah, we lost every single stat. I think we had like one more corner than they did. Um, but we ultimately won the only stat that matters and uh, getting the win. I also too, I, I posted this on Twitter. Um, so I was I was in the I was in the vault and during during the red card review, I got a really good close up. Um, view of Brant really giving it to the ref. And I, I, I tweeted this out, like Brant would be a really good attorney <laughs> because he was he was negotiating and talking to the ref like why he's looking at it. And he does this every time. Every time there's a review, he comes over and starts talking to the referee. Uh, but this time I really got to hear what he, what he was saying. I, I was dying laughing and my wife was there too. And um, she thought it was hilarious, and she was like, "Can he do that?" I'm like, "Well, clearly he he can. He's he's doing it." Um, and Anton Walks was over there too, um, more so to shut the the NYCFC player that was over there running his mouth. He was kind of like the enforcer. So I really love that that 
that duo and dynamic. And uh, we saw that again when there was a little uh, pushing and shoving going on. I was about um, to say, Walks earned a hundred points in my book for how yeah, he I handled loved, everything. I love stuff end. like that. And, and Latanzio, uh, I think, came out and was like, "Yeah, I, I like that." And and I don't want to knock Miguel, um, but something that he said early on in the season that I didn't like. He he said, I don't like my players doing that and, and everything like that. I'm like, I, I do. I, I like my but players sticking up for one another. and a place for it. Yeah. Um, as long as you keep it within that time and place, which I do believe Walks did, and he didn't go above and beyond. Yeah. I think it's um, fine. Uh, speaking of Miguel, there's been some rumors that he might go to Peru to coach. Peru? Yeah, um, Alonzia, I think Club Alonzia. I may be saying that wrong, but uh, I, I saw some rumors around that. So um, Miguel might be back in the saddle, and uh, I'm hoping that he will have some good luck there. Okay. Um, well, I said the last yeah. I saw was the rumor about him maybe taking a technical director's job at Atletico Nacional. Oh, I did not hear that. I think. I think I saw it posted on the Slack. Yeah, but I hope the, he lands somewhere somewhere nice and um, he can have a have a good run. Um, that way, also too, we can kind of get away from this uh, Miguel versus Latanzio thing, and that'd be people nice. Taking, yeah, yeah, people taking sides and stuff. And then we can stuff. get to the Latanzio versus whoever the next coach is, assuming that Latanzio isn't brought back next year. Yeah, I I am hearing rumblings. Ooh, are you? That he's going to stay interesting i cannot confirm or deny that i'm just rumblings that's one of that's that's what i'm hearing i, I don't know how i feel about that I, I need i need i mean we're look we're gonna have some more games to see um we've talked well, we've talked about on the show like I, I haven't really liked the experiments but at the same time i don't get paid to coach i don't know everything that's going on uh, i can only react to what i see um, I haven't really liked everything I've seen. Uh, some of the substitutions sometimes I'm scratching my head on, but uh, whatever was being worked on, moving Swiderski to the midfield at first, you're like, oh my God, you know, why is he not playing up top? And why is Andre not coming on? You know, blah, 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 blah. It worked this game. We'll see if it happens to work against Chicago because I'm pretty sure he's going to run the same lineup because that's that's typically what he does. Yeah, I, I'm i like you. I'm going to withhold judgment to see how the rest of the season goal goes. But <laughs> all I'll say is right now that Latanzio has something to prove for me before I would give hiring him full-time my full-on seal of approval. What, what about him gives you pause? It's... Some of the uh, some of the things you were talking about with just the unnecessary feeling experiments, hmm. or just the moves that kind of just leave you scratching your head, and the fact that you can almost predict the. I mean, I don't want to say that using the same lineup over and over again is bad, because mm-hmm. there are times when it absolutely works out, and it and it should be what you go with, mm-hmm. but. In a situation where, like, maybe there's, I'd like to see some guys get a little more rotation, 
I would have liked to see a little more rotation. I would have liked to see Shinyashiki get more starts. I would have wanted to see mm-hmm. uh, a little more, like, uh, the hesitancy to bench Quinn McNeil um, way back when. Um, <laughs> just little things like that. And, and that, and I'm still not just sold on him as an overall coach. I think he's a great uh, assistant at at the very least. But I'm still not sure just tactically how good he is because I feel that like a lot of what we do is still very strongly based on what uh, Miguel Angel Ramirez built upon. And now is that how Latanzio wants to play? Or is that just what he's been running with because he hasn't really had a lot of time to install what he wants to do? That's something we're not going to know until next year if he's brought on full time. So I, I have my thoughts. I'm a little hesitant, but yeah, the, I, I, the, I haven't a heard a lot of just to say the same thing over <laughs> and over again. I no, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like. I've seen just maybe a handful of people saying, yes, Latanzio, next year, this is going to be, you know, this is what we're going to do. I I think everybody's a little kind of wondering and not backing him 100%. I I can't say that I am fully on board yet, but uh, games like Saturday go a long way in, you know, proving me wrong or in alleviating some of those doubts. If we can keep showing up now in these games that will go a long way because we did have the that big stretch of what felt like four or five straight games against other playoff opponents where it's like okay this is a must win we have to get a win <laughs> it's, all right it was a draw it's yeah. okay next game we need to okay it's a loss all right this yeah. time and another loss and yeah. the blow and, okay and it's just like the team just did not show up and maybe I mean, in a situation like that, you are going to inevitably look at the coach and say, hey, how are you not getting the players up for this? What it, is missing? It, yeah, good good point. Uh, uh, something that we, we've talked about before, you, you know, these games should have been must-wins, but fortunate for us, uh, some of the other results and some of these other teams can't take the bull by the horns yeah. and, like, you know, get into the playoffs. Yeah, no everybody seems to be losing. and eliminated yet. Not that <laughs> yeah. I'm complaining in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So it, it was. It's frustrating that we've had these opportunities, but haven't really seen up for games. And that that's seems like that's motivation. We seem really motivated Saturday. Yes. And so, what was the difference? Why could we've not done that? You know, when you're on the road, it's a little different. Maybe. Okay. I, I can maybe write that off. But like, we haven't. Re- yeah. But we haven't looked good at home either lately it's so i don't know what exactly has changed but something definitely has there definitely was a span where the team seemed scared to shoot or that they just wanted to pass it into the goal they wanted to man city pass 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 and then shoot only when you're wide open in front of the net or yeah uh, another thing that i'm just thinking of um was that before this game 
it seemed like our last five or six games, our only offensive ideas were to cross it. Cross and hope. <laughs> yes, exactly. Option yeah. one is cross. Option two is cross. Option three is cross. And option four <laughs> is to dive in the box and pray that we get a penalty. <laughs> like Saturday was yeah. the first time that I've seen us try something other than just cross it with people in the box and hope that someone can head it in. Even though, ironically yeah. enough, the only goal came from a cross and a header goal. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think even Swiderski said he looked up and saw numbers in the box. And we typically don't have that, right? It's just uh, go down the wing and then whip it in to nobody. Um, but you, you you mentioned something. You said scared. And, and I think that because of these must-win games, right, or should have been must-wins, and uh, if we don't win this game, we're out of the playoffs. And I think maybe especially at home, we were scared to lose. So we didn't come out aggressive. It was more like, all right, let's, let's take it easy. Let's control the ball and control the tempo. And that is, that is a recipe. Yeah. That that is a recipe and attitude to lose. In my opinion, um, always like to be aggressive playing. Was it, it's, you didn't play to win. You played not to lose. Mm -hmm. And when you play not to lose, you more yeah. than likely are going to lose. And that's and that's also how you lose leads too. You know, you go up one one goal or two goals and then you take your foot off the gas and then you allow pressure because all right, we've got the lead, let's just possess the ball and like that's just, it never works. <laughs> Not to go <laughs> or rarely this works. Is a happy podcast cuz it's right after a win, so I promise I'll get happy again, but like going back to what I was joking about the Latanzio super Italian bring off one of your attacking <laughs> players for a center back to try and yeah. protect the lead late. I understand it. Yeah. I think it's funny and just so super stereotypical. What do you expect from an Italian manager? Mm. I personally don't always like the move, especially yeah. not every single game, every time we have yeah. a lead. But like you said yeah. before, there's a reason he is paid to do what he does. <laughs> and I am someone who works at Wells Fargo writing things that have nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> yeah yeah same um okay so we we've talked about nycfc um i'd like to get your thoughts on our next opponent because hey this is a must win <laughs> oh hey funny to see you again must win how have you been <laughs> i mean uh, you know very slim chances that we get into the playoffs, but we can dream a little bit. But uh, but tell us tell us a little bit about our next opponent. What what can we expect? Uh, so it's super interesting with Chicago because it's almost as poor as we are on the road. They are poor at home. I like it. Like so, we uh, we don't need to go on about our road record. If you listen to this podcast, you are well aware of the team's struggles on the road. Yes. Chicago's home record is not exactly great per se. Like, I'm trying to uh, remember or look it up right off the top of my head, but it, I want to say they have maybe only, only quote unquote, 22 points in their home matches. Which mm. I want to say puts them down to like the middle or bottom mm -hmm. of the East. What's more interesting with them is that 
they are a squad that does not score at home. But more importantly, they do not concede ever Mm. at home. I want to say they've given up around 13 goals at home this year. Uh, Mm. For comparison's sake, only one team in the East has given up fewer goals at home, and their name is the Philadelphia Union. Yikes. Yeah. Gabriel Salina is legit, is real, and he is honestly the reason that I said before I'm a little worried about this weekend because... Chicago doesn't give up goals at home, and we have struggled to score goals on the road. So that has me worried. And then that's before you get into Jordan Shakiri and Casper uh, Prisbelko, who lit us up last time we played. Yeah. But this is a completely new game and Chicago Mm -hmm. is coming off a loss at Montreal. So they are coming off a short week when they played on the road. Yep. And where have we heard this story before? Oh, New York was coming off of a short week and a match that they lost as well. Hmm. Deja vu all over again. Yeah. And yeah, so Chicago sits uh, right below us. We're in 11th. Chicago's in 12th. Now, they've played 31 games. We've only played 30. Their remaining schedule is us. They play Cincinnati away, and then they play New England home. So not not an easy schedule the rest of the season for those guys. Can we talk about how nice it is for us to have the gains in hand for one? (laughs) After yeah, exactly. all year having it be the other all way year, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. My lord, that is a lovely change of pace. <laughs> yeah. Um it, yeah, we I mean we can we could talk a little bit about, you know, playoffs a little bit and kind of where we sit, but is there anything else about Chicago that you want to let the fans know about and um go through? Uh I've mentioned all the key names and all the biggest things that I uh, had on my plate. Um, yeah. At this point, anything is possible. MLS was literally made and ma- it made its money on the fact that it on parity and that is the definition of anything can happen on any given, well, not any given Sunday. It can be any given Saturday or any given Wednesday or any given Tuesday. <laughs> Or any given Friday. But so maybe this is the game. And maybe the if we do, assuming we do play uh, Swinderski in that free roaming role again. Or in that attacking mid role again. And if we don't give up a ridiculous Jiran Shakiri goal early on that puts us on the back foot. And then has us having to play catch up, which opens us up, which is what cost well i don't want to say cost us but it was what hurt us against them last time if we can that chicago game is a game that i would have loved to have a do-over on Mm, because i feel nine times out of ten it's at least a closer game if not a game that we win and that game that we played was just a one out of ten that just nothing went our way we weren't up for it and we were embarrassed yeah. So this is going to be a good chance to kind of pay them back. And I am looking forward to that opportunity. Let me, let me ask you something about a, about a player. Um, what do you think of Melanda? Because let me tell you, 
I am over the moon about this guy. Uh, what a find by the scouting team. Um, he looks so unbelievably good on the ball, comfortable, um, positions really well. Earlier, uh, when you talked about uh, the NYCFC game and the header that they had, yeah. one, I love that they had a set play. It's, yeah, them. exactly. Two, yeah. I loved the set play itself. Yeah, you have the delay run in and to see the guy with borderline Ronaldo hops to be able to float in the air that long. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I like his height. Um, again, he his positioning is really, really good. He he actually had a really great block in this. I think early in this. No, er, I think it may have been the first half, actually, uh, is, is a little thing. Uh, you'd have to like really go back and, and look for it. Um, I do remember it. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I do yeah. remember what you're talking about. Uh, he's just, and I'm glad he got man of the match. Um, again, just what a what a fantastic pickup. And he was, and I think, uh, made the bench for the MLS team of the week too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he was one of the ones that we were thinking of the three that we picked up. He he was the one that we thought would probably not get as much playing time and would take a little longer to to get into the to the rotation here but you know well i mean we we had a pretty serious injury with uh Carujo, so timing was good there but th- i mean there's been no drop off and it kind of begs the question if Carujo is healthy who's who's our starting center back pairing uh, I, I still think it would probably be Kuruho and Melanda, but then, you know, Walks has played uh, well. I, I, I will say for me, I, I feel like he's he had a great game Saturday. He but did. before that, he's he struggled a little bit. Yeah, he but, was coming off of a string of some yeah. horror performances, we will say. Yeah, and I I, I think, and this kind of sucks, I think Kuruho's injury is going to be pretty lengthy. Uh, and may not even be back for the start of the next season. I hope I'm wrong on that, but this is a pretty long injury from what I from what I hear. I'll try to get a little more information, but uh, I I feel really comfortable with him back there, um, and just been so pleasantly surprised by that. Um, we saw Burns against NYCFC. I. I don't think he played all that great, to be perfectly honest. Forgettable. Uh, it is I not think he the got, ideal debut. Yeah, Burn got burnt a couple of times down that down that side, but I could I could see why the the scouting team likes him. Um, I I just want to see some more there. Um, and and we've talked about the right back situation with. Lindsay, awful, and now burn. Uh, again, don't get paid to, to coach um, or make decisions. Um, I'm just kind of assuming that Harrison Awful won't be here next season. But again, I mean, he keeps Harrison keeps starting. Uh, Lindsay Lindsay was not even in the uh, in the in the team this weekend. I do know, like sometimes you have to leave off players because of roster spots and everything like that 
Um, so, so yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. Are we going to keep Harrison awful? Um, and then no Santos this game. So we didn't get to, didn't get to see him probably because of the red card and, um, had to go more defensively, which, which makes total sense. But what are your thoughts on the three acquisitions that we've, that we've picked up? Uh, I, I feel really harsh saying this, but disappointed only because I have not seen as much from all three as I would hope or expect it to at this point. Belanda has surpassed all of my expectations. Mm-hmm. He has been wonderful as we were just talking about. Burns, uh, as you said, has kind of left something to be desired. And Santos hasn't really... Well, Santos and Burns both, I should say. Both mm-hmm. haven't really gotten extended playing time both kind of it feels like mostly have had cameo appearances or were just hail mary we need you to try and create something do some magic i want to try and hold off judging any of them i say after saying i'm disappointed in them um i want to hold off judgment until i see them either start a game or get some more longer minutes off the bench and that being said it is a little worrisome and you might know something a little more than i do it is a little worrisome that they haven't gone on the field as much and i would love to see like santos start maybe ahead of Derek jones but then that doesn't allow brant bronico to get his free run and everything that he started to look pretty good in and yeah like well, now Swiderski's in the mix there, too. Yes, so you exactly. Can't, you now can't, you have Swiderski you, in that midfield position as well. So <laughs> then are you going to bench Vargas, who has been playing well, or Yuzwiak, who is finally starting to look like a player that we've been wanting him to be? So I, it's not a position I envy. I I like the idea of all of them. I loved all the the highlight reels and all the stats and everything from them coming in. I'm just waiting to see it translate now. Yeah, I, I, d- I definitely want to see some more, especially of uh, Santos, but it's going to be a little difficult, I think, the rest of the season if we continue with uh, Rios up top and Swiderski kind of sitting at the tip of that that diamond or whatever you want to call it. It's a good um, problem to have. It, it's still a problem. And yeah, this is one of those. What do we want to do long term? Do we want to try and have Swinderski be the center, the, the striker up front and have Santos play the Swinderski role of the attacking mid? Do we want to try and keep this up to see how long we can ride it? it is that what Latanzio is going to try? Because something that we haven't talked about is that Latanzio is probably still coaching. <laughs> To try and keep his job. So oh, yeah, is he going to try sure. to build for the future, yeah. so to speak? Or is he going to say, well, crud, I need to win because I want to keep this job. And if we make the playoffs, then, yeah, I'm going to be keeping my job. So I'm going to try to be not as aggressive. I want to be more conservative and stick to our game plan to try and steal a win on the road. Which, if that case, then you're going to be starting Jones. You're going to be starting Bronico. And then you're going to have 
the log jam that we have of midfielders to try and take that attacking midfielder spot. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about uh, left back that situation right. and we haven't uh, mentioned Chris, that at all. And then uh, Christian Fuchs. So we may not see Christian Fuchs the rest of the season. Uh, we won't see him next game. And if you remember, he can't play in the Columbus match. Uh, I it's you know again Wednesday night when we're recording this. This will probably be out Thursday when you're listening to it. MLS has not sanctioned any more. They haven't brought down any other. You know, sometimes they'll give players extra games. But even with that, he's going to miss the next two, yeah, at least two matches. Um, so it's interesting about him. You know, he's he's older he's getting his coaching license and I'm, I'm wondering if maybe next season he slides into kind of a say a player coach role yes. i'm not talking about a uh, yes. head coach i'm not i'm not saying that but Let it's more of like player coach on the field <laughs> yeah and i think i you know i'd like to get with either bobby belair or see if von pullman knows maybe there's some uh, interesting rules uh, with money and salary around like a player coach. Maybe there's a, is there a discount for that? <laughs> so the, I don't know how that works. The team needs to do whatever um, they can to keep him here in whatever role they can. Yeah, I think I, he's been a great, yeah. not just a great player and a great teammate, but I think he's been a great ambassador for the game um, in the city. And yeah, it, he's been he, I know a lot of friends I have who knew nothing about soccer and just being I've kind of shown them um, some stuff from him and like some of the things that he's done off the field and some of like his social media stuff. And that gets people to like him even more. And then they, that gets them to watch the games. And then once you get them to watch the games and they get hooked because they can see what fun soccer is. And then. Yeah. Yeah. He, he reminds me of the the most interesting man in the world, the Dosikis guy, because he <laughs> literally does like all types of just weird, crazy, now that you mentioned diff- it. different types of stuff. So he has the, he has the, the alcohol brand, the, the liquor, right. And then now he has a beer. He, I think he's a big poker player. He's getting his coaching license. He has an Academy. Uh, what else is there? I, I feel like I'm There's missing something. There's a video game team, I think, involved as well with his academy. One of those yeah. gaming teams. And I don't know if anybody watched the Euros. Um, he was a commentator for that analyst. I thought he did a, actually a really, really good I job. forgot all about that. Uh, f- for ESPN there. Uh, so I feel like he just has a ton of stuff going oh, on. Oh, and we are not even going to mention that he has the number two best-selling jersey in MLS this year. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So that's that's insane, and that's yes, amazing, that absurd. I, I never I love in a million it. years would have predicted that. If I mean, not he, for he Gareth had... Bale coming to <laughs> the one of the most populous cities in America, yeah. Christian Fuchs would have had the best selling jersey in MLS. Yeah, that's that's insane to think about. Yeah, just let uh, that sink in, person listening. The best selling jersey in MLS. Was this close to being a Charlotte FC player? Yeah, that's that's really really cool, man. Uh, and then you know Swiderski was 
seventh, I believe. Yes, yeah, seventh on that list, which also wonderful. Yeah, and you know, just in in general, and I certainly have uh, done my fair share of uh, buying everything that the team puts out. Um, I am convinced the team like sends you a pre pre order, and it's just like, no. Matt, <laughs> no. just so you know. Put X amount of money aside because this is going to cost X, but here's what's coming. Yeah, and so um, I, 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 I've seen a, a couple of people ask about, okay, so we've set all these, uh, I don't want to call them records, but you know we've done really well with sales. Um, so we're going to get a third kit, right? Now, I, I, I have to remind everybody um, when – when a jersey comes out, that was designed like two years prior. So even if we get a third kit, it it won't be, I don't think, next year or anything like that. Because these things take time. You have to design it. Uh, and it's like a year or two out. And I think you have to sell X number of jerseys over a sustained period. So it's not like just you can have one year where you sell a bunch of jerseys but then the next where you fall off yeah and 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 trust me i've asked uh a lot of people uh within (laughs) the team about this and it's kind of this the same thing either they're being tight-lipped about it or they're just like yeah you know like that would be wonderful wouldn't it we we had these sales and everything's great but there's nothing in the works yet uh i'll i'll try to I'll, i'll try to keep digging but uh, I wouldn't expect anything um, to come out next season. I would look for the new community kit. And when I say community kit, um, the, the the community kit we have right now, the black and mint, we will not have that next season, unfortunately, because it's amazing. But uh, we will have a new jersey coming out. And that will probably, if you remember back last year when we had the event, that was for the, for the mint one, black and mint one, uh, that was like in February. So I would imagine that's probably when we're going to see the announcement this time. Uh, we will keep the blue and white one for next season. Which I love because yeah. I love that look. But then the season after that, we'll get a, we'll get a new blue and white one uh, or some variation of of that. And then they'll, they'll start alternating. Correct. Yeah. Um, How it works with MLS is yeah. you change one of your jerseys yeah. every year. Because they, they want you to buy as much as possible because there's a lot of suckers out there like me that will do just that. So, <laughs> Speaking of suckers and uh, spending money. So uh, I went to the shoe event last night and that was, uh, <laughs> oh, that was a lot a of fun. What I, I transition. Got, I, I've got to tell you. I, I go to this event and um, Chico arrives. Uh, I, I get my shoes and I then have to take probably 200 photos of people who want to get their photo with Chico. <laughs> you were the one uh, taking I, all those photos? I'm Yes. I'm every, <laughs> I, 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 I almost guarantee you if you see any photo... <laughs> On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
with Chico and uh, another person, I probably took that photo. I made Wait. the mistake of, of you know, this couple wanted to have their photo with Chico. I took one, and then literally it was like this line, and oh, just everybody yeah. started handing me their phone. So I just seriously so, spent, I feel like an hour just <laughs> taking photos. Um, Would you we, say <laughs> that you are Chico's Instagram boyfriend? It, it's, you know, it seems, it seems that way. And <laughs> it people sure say, like, that way. Chico needs to start a Twitter account, by the way. Uh, he yes. says, he, quote unquote, he doesn't have time for it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's tough for him just uh, always getting his uh, photo taken. But yeah, uh, I got to say, we, we talked, uh, someone asked uh, last episode in the fan questions uh, who had more of an impact, um, Chico or uh, Sermenti. Sermenti was not there, there last night, but Chico was, and he is always so gracious and humble and willing to just seriously for hours, if he has to take photos with people. And it's really cool to see like little kids coming up and being really excited and uh, even funnier adults getting, getting excited <laughs> and wanting to have their uh, photo with, with him. So it's a, it's a really cool thing. The event was, was really, really nice. So you got the shoes, you got the shoes and then also. you got like this, like tote bag thing. Um, that you can get uh, CLTFC on it and you can get blue or black. Um, so, yeah, it was nice. Saw uh, Lissandro, who's part of our scouting team. Uh, Lloyd Sam was there. Uh, Sean McIntosh, our, our chief fan officer, he was there. Oh, uh, so Sean was there, but Sir Minty was not. Yeah, so that's, isn't that we weird? We still have not yeah. seen the two of them in the same room together. I know, I know. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man! Ugh. So sorry to so, yeah. hijack that. Please continue. no, no, no. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping um, that the team can keep doing some events. I I heard that there might be. Can't quite confirm exactly what it will be, but I think they're going to try to do something for the World Cup. Uh, do some type of event, maybe for one of the games. I'm not really sure that yet, but um, that'd be that'd be cool. Sense. So I'm hoping, like, especially after the season ends, we can there'll be more events to come. Yeah, that makes too much sense to try and take advantage of the 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 momentum. That's the word I'm looking for. The momentum for the first season, and then roll that into the World Cup. Yeah, that make. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get hopes up, but that makes too much <laughs> sense not to happen, in my opinion. Hopefully they can work it out, whatever needs to get worked out for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we're about 55 minutes in. Uh, Go us. I think, I think we could try to answer a couple fan questions. I'd like for people to let us know something, either message us, comment, on the when we when we post this episode let us know if you prefer just an hour or do you do you actually like when we when we go a little a little longer i know like 
our episode with Eric Krakauer was like an, an hour and 40 something. Our The episode with Vaughn was like an hour and 45. And sometimes just time gets away. And uh, I mean, shoot, I could talk to these guys for, you know, two or three hours. So just let us know what you prefer and we'll try to. Uh, if you guys do prefer only an hour, we will try our best to stick to that. I can't always guarantee it. Um, but time goes by so fast when you're when you're having fun and Truly talking does. with friends about Charlotte FC. Truly, truly does. And again, especially after Vic, on Victory Podcast. <sighs> yeah. So uh, we probably won't be able to get to all of the questions, but uh, Russell, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions. Let's uh, do I'll it. let you answer, and I'll, I may have a comment or two. But um, let me pull up a couple of these. I have not really even looked at these, so I, was about to say, uh, I have no idea what even the questions are going to be because yeah. I didn't get a chance to look through the Slack channel for the questions either. Yeah. So, and I know you actually ask a question yourself, and you're say, always and, and you're always really one of them, <laughs> you're always really good about sending them in. So, um, but this first one is from Mike Ferris, uh, and he says, although he has played well, even scoring the winner against NYCFC, is Rios being showcased in order to raise his price for the winner window? What are your thoughts on that? Ooh, that's actually, that's actually a pretty interesting, interesting question. Theory. I had not considered that. Uh, I'd like to think that they aren't, especially considering, as we'd mentioned before, they just signed Andre to that big deal and they said mm-hmm. they wanted to start playing him more, playing him more, period, let alone playing him more centrally. Yeah. So I'd like to think that they wouldn't tell say that come out publicly make those comments and then say okay now we're going to let you ride the bench so that we can try to raise daniel rios's asking or potential selling price over the winter i don't believe the team is doing that i know there's you always read about like some conspiracy theories from teams in europe doing such things i'd like to think that we aren't hmm so his his next question, because it was kind of a two-parter, uh, but I, I feel like it's more of a comment. Uh, also, how much more can Brant Bronico do? Possession, passing people that are open, stiff tackles, and enforcer. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brant this season? Uh, surprised. Very, yeah. very surprised. Uh, he is... Uh, has to be be up there for most improved just because I think he has surpassed any expectations anyone had for him. He's someone who Mm. prior to uh, this season had mostly played as a holding midfielder and one that didn't even play regularly. And now he has become a central part of this team, both defensively and offensively. Mm. Um, And again, I, and he will forever have a place in my heart for scoring that goal and then doing the Cam Newton Superman. Like that is how you win me over in a heartbeat. And I'm sure other uh, other people as well. Um, did you go to the football game Sunday? I did. I, I did was too. there. It was fun. Mm. Result aside. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was there for that. I went with uh, so my my wife is from Cleveland, so she's a Browns fan, and I, I like the Browns. I just didn't like them this Same. one game. Yeah, but I sat with four other Browns fans, so it was Browns pretty fan. brutal. Yeah, um, it was. 
like I said, it was fun. Result aside, I have a whole other series of thoughts on the Panthers that we could probably go another hour on, but we have um, more, we have fan questions to go through first. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of which, um, we did get one through Instagram. Um, and I, uh, the name is eluding me and I'm really sorry. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Um, shoot. But they want to know, uh, is it Colonel Tractor, which is a hilarious name, Ray Coles. Uh, but that's <laughs> no, his, uh, Colonel Tractor is already yeah, done. That's, a, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, he, he wants to know of any good Panther podcast. Do you, do you listen to any Panther podcasts? Uh, I do actually. Um, our good friends uh, from the Roaring Riot host a couple of good different uh, podcasts. Um, I'd recommend really any of those, as well as um, with the Locked On Panthers podcast, or really any of so the Locked On Sports Network does a lot of different um, podcasts for a variety of sports teams. There's Locked On Hornets which mm. I, full disclosure, have been on before, so I'm a little biased, but they are oh, very, very good listen. Um, the Locked on Panthers podcast is very good. Um, I re- I definitely recommend uh, any of those. Um, person uh, who asked that question, if you want, you can find me, uh, message me, and I'll try to put together a list for you. Oh, that's very nice of you. I'm a nice guy. You are I'm, a very nice guy. I'm in a good mood. I'm a nice guy. I'm in a good mood today. So I've I, never I, seen I, you in a bad mood. You but... didn't see me right after the game on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, man. thank you. But yeah, no, I, I'll <laughs> definitely try to help him out as well. Cool. All right. So next question for you. Um, with so many, uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. I think this, is this the same person? On Twitter? Is this thing a person? <laughs> is this thing a person? It's, uh, Coltrane uh, is his uh, name on Twitter. But he oh. asked, with so many wingers and forwards playing well, where do you see Reyna's future in this club? He wasn't in the lineup, I think, last last match. But again, I, sometimes that could be rotation, but he, he, was, he was not even in the yeah, 18. That, that is a good question. It's... He's been an interesting story this year because he started early on, disappeared for a while, had that stretch where he was just untouchable for yeah. worldies, yeah. and then we have not seen him since. And he's he, still getting calls up to the Peruvian national team. It, yeah, yeah, I just saw, which, I saw that. I, I wonder too, uh, and I'm guilty of this. And I've talked, I've talked on the show about it. Talked to other people. Sometimes he, to me. He can come across as like too nonchalant, if that makes sense. And yes, the guy I hate to who say, look I hate like to say lazy. Field yeah, I I hate to say lazy, but I I feel like I I'm wondering if maybe in training he's not showing well. Um, I, I mean. If he's scoring goals, I could care less. <laughs> like yeah, nobody's exactly. what he's doing in training. Then no one really cares about anything else. But when you're yeah. not scoring goals, well, I mean, the thing is, he had that really good run of form, and then he was he was benched, and, and no one has seen him since. And and I, I'm wondering if did something happen happen in training? Is the attitude did something happen there? 
have there been trade talks? So maybe you sit him to rest him because you don't want him to get injured. Uh, it's just very strange to me. It um, is very strange. Yeah. And truthfully, I kind of have a hard time seeing him have a place next season. Just because mm. with the with all the wingers that we have currently, you have to say bye to someone. And Reyna, there was a rumor near the very end of the transfer window that we that Charlotte was shopping him with some team in Spain, wasn't it? Like a second division Spanish team, I want to say. Possibly. So, yeah. Um, and granted, it could have just been last second silly season sure. transfer rumor nonsense. Sure. That's not true at all, but fact of the matter is it's out there so i feel bad because i'd like to see him stick around but i just have a hard time seeing him be around as the team is with the team set up as it currently is yeah all right well um you know we we talked about harrison awful and and fuchs earlier we did but tug dally um who is Tuck Speedman 46 on Twitter ask burn and Melanda look great. Is this the end of awful and Fuchs? I, I gave my take, but what, uh, what are your thoughts on both of those, those folks? Uh, as I said earlier, I want Fuchs back in some role. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be a full-time player, but I would love to see him back. Awful. It's another situation where I think we could be seeing his last games here because we still do have uh, Jalen Lindsay, who himself is pretty young Mm -hmm. and I think looked good early on this year. And then just another case of we have not seen him. He's disappeared since for the most part. I we're definitely coming to the end of the awful Fuchs era. So everyone get your terrible jokes in on that while you can. <laughs> and but I'll be I will be surprised if both are on the roster next year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same. I don't think that they'll be here. I, I think maybe Fuchs a limited role type yeah. of thing. Fuchs won't, I think won't. is more likely to be back than awful. Right, and it will be yeah. in a reduced role, perhaps trying to have him move more into that player coach, start as more player, and then as the season goes, evolve more into a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, next question here uh, comes from Matt Nolan, and uh, I really like Matt. Uh, met him a couple times at the tailgates. Really nice dude. So. Thank you, Matt, for for sending these questions in. He's he's been posting a lot lately about playoffs and playoff scenarios, you know. And he was like, "Hey, I, I know it's kind of a long shot, but you know there is a path forward." So I want to ask you. He's he's asked a couple of questions here, so I want to try to like condense this a little bit. Okay. I just want to straight up ask you, like, do you think we can make the playoffs? Can we? Absolutely, we can. Will do you we? think do you think we can make the playoffs? I think we can. I don't think we will. I think we're going to end up 
three, four, maybe five points out of the playoffs. Mm. It'll be one of those situations where, like I was saying earlier, the lack of draws is going to be what kills us at the end. Yeah. Let me let me let me put you on the spot a little bit. Let's let's talk about the remaining matches. So okay, do you think we could beat? Do do you think we'll beat Chicago this weekend? Uh, the optimist in me is going to say yes. I'm looking at this and I want to say no, but everything in me is saying some magic is going to happen. I have no idea what or how. Hey. Maybe, maybe our maybe our players are really feeling that their backs are against the wall. They don't have anything else to lose. Like it could be, it could be that they are yeah. no longer playing scared. Yeah, they're there no you go. Worried All about right. that, and they want okay. to. Okay, so you're thinking maybe we could beat Chicago. Next, we have Philadelphia at no. home. What are your thoughts there? No, you, I will be ecstatic if we can get a point. The form that okay. Philadelphia is in right now is out of this world absurd. They yeah, are... I, I was hoping that they maybe would rest some folks. Yeah, if they rest game. some folks, maybe. But they are still going for the supporter shield Yeah, with, granted, a LAFC side that is kind of slumping lately yeah a little bit yeah but they are only two points ahead of them right now um okay so after philly we play the makeup game against columbus what are what do you think we can take that one yeah that is definitely a very winnable game and then we have red bull away what do you think it all to red bull at the end do you think we'll lose what do you say uh originally yes but now i'm looking at it and Okay, maybe getting in the playoffs isn't as crazy as I was originally thinking when first asked this. So that's so that's I don't want to get my hopes up, and I'm not saying yes, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, make no, it. I'm, I, I'm trying a, not I, to either, but it's yeah, and I'm a bit romantic, and you know I'm same. I'm definitely a, a fanboy, and have been called out on on that, and maybe been How a little be overly a optimistic. But oh, so ask my friends, I am optimistic to a fault normally, <laughs> so I'm right so, there with you. And so I, I look at our schedule, and I I think the Chicago game is winnable. I also it's think the Columbus I also think the Columbus game is is absolutely winnable. Yes. Uh, so that gives us six points, and then we play Philly at home, and anything can happen at home. Very true. I, and then I'm also looking at, you know, I've looked at Columbus, Miami. I've looked at New England, Atlanta, Chicago, and Toronto. Everybody has a tough schedule coming up, though. Um, and then, you know, you have some teams that have already played 31 games. Um, I look at Columbus. So I'm trying to look at teams around us. Columbus play Portland at home, Red Bull at home. Then they play us. Then they play Orlando away. So not easy for them, right? Uh, I look at Miami. They play DC United away, which DC is not very good, so uh, but it is them. away. Then they play Toronto away. Ooh. Then they play Orlando at home, and okay. then they play Montreal at home. So again, <laughs> not not easy for them. Ooh, have fun with that. 
And then I look at New England. They, let's see, they play Montreal, Atlanta, and Chicago. So a little easier there. Yeah, that Montreal game is definitely the will easiest be tough. of everyone we've talked about so far. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Atlanta they they won tonight, unfortunately, but then they play Philly next, then New England, and then NYCFC. So, and then I look at Chicago. Of course, we play them this weekend, and I think I've already said they play uh, Cincinnati and New England to to end their season. And then I look at Toronto. Uh, they play Orlando away, Miami at home, and Philly away. We've had a lot of games go our way. We if, have. If we can take care of business, we have a shot. It's super slim. It and who knows what's going to happen? If, and if we don't win this weekend, it do, it, it then, doesn't matter. Yeah, but I say then I think we can finally put this all to rest. Yeah, uh, those two wins, you know, against Chicago and Columbus gives us six points. That gives us forty-one points. Here's if, all I'll say. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. We would need another win, though. Or funny, you mentioned four that. more points from so, Philly. You remember earlier how I said Chicago had one of the worst home records with 22 points at home. Mm-hmm. That is, what is that? The fourth worst in MLS. Yeah. Do you know who one of the four or one of the three with worse than them is? Who's that? New York Red Bulls. They have go. the second worst <laughs> home record in MLS. And we play them in Harrison, New Jersey on Decision Day. Again, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm <laughs> just saying. I know. I don't want to get my hopes up at all. Same, I'm, I'm just I'm kind not, of. I'm, I'm, I'm over to. it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I I can see the light. <laughs> I, I see the path. It's very slim. It's very very tiny and very far away. But like. And just just the way that the season has gone uh, with teams that are around that sixth to all the way the thirteenth, it's just a jumbled mess. And who knows what's going to happen? I I, I want to say New England has they've played thirty one games though, uh, and they're at thirty eight points. So we're a little we're we're a little behind them, but you know. If we win this weekend, we catch them. I think we'll probably pass them. Actually, we'll move into tenth. But um, everybody else, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be crapshoot. Um, I really wish Atlanta wouldn't have won tonight. That sucks. Yeah, but that would have um, you know, been again, nice. Yeah, they got to play Philadelphia again, um, and then NYCFC at the end of the year. And I I feel like at some point NYCFC will get their act together again. So. Um, and they will probably Hopefully want to stay in the top that, now four. Now we're done playing with them, please get it together now. Please, <laughs> yeah, they're battling for top four. Now. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Any other questions? This is fun. Uh, let's see. If there's like one that I can find that we can talk about real quick. Um. What are your? You know, we've talked about Latanzio uh, experimenting, and then. We'll quickly move on as soon as we lose. But what are what are your thoughts about kind of the starting eleven for Chicago? Do you think we'll aside from Fuchs, of course, because he's not going to be aside from Fuchs? Do you think we'll stick with the same formation and lineup? Yeah, I think so. This 
Latanzio has shown that he'll ride the hot hand and he'll stick with what works, especially after wins. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you like take out Vargas and put in Swindersky out wide and start Santos, but yeah, like uh, uh, Alan Capage, uh, Capage was asking that on on Instagram too. So oh, hey, I thought I'd throw that one out. Yeah, that's a good um, question. I. It would make blech, my brain is mush. I can't put sentences together now. Uh, I I think you should stick with what we have right now. Maybe if it's myself, I I would put in Swinderski or put in ugh, Shinyashiki for Rios, but mm. Rios has the hot hand and. Yeah, and he's been training well. Yeah. So, so I I will be pleasantly surprised if there are any changes aside from Fuchs in the starting 11. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think we'll stop there on the questions. That's probably good. Considering my brain just froze up, I think that's a sign. No, that's, that's, that's quite all right. Um, and I need to... Uh, get another beverage here in just a little bit anyway. I'm drinking the Noda Gorgeous Pumpkin Ale, which is absolutely delicious. Because it's that time of year where I start drinking uh, pumpkin beers and watching horror movies. Uh, my wife, I drive her insane. It used to be on October 1st, I would start watching horror movies and I would watch one every night because I'm a oh, massive. Oh, one of those people. I, I'm I'm a massive Halloween fan. Really ridiculous about it. Super nerd about it. But I've now extended it like September first. Is when I start watching them, and it's just like, just like most people start celebrating, putting up Christmas decorations on like November first. Now you're yeah. like September one. Skeletons yeah. out. Skeletons out. We need to go pumpkin shopping ASAP to make sure we get the best yeah. ones. But yeah, I I. So then do you I have love your me Halloween some... costume picked out for this year? Uh, so I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'm not really sure. So as soon as I nail it down, I'll, I'll let everybody know. But um, we definitely we have a thought about it. Says all <laughs> we, we have a big we always have a big Halloween party here at the house. So um, and there's usually a theme, uh, but we'll we'll see what happens this year. Um, I, 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 I do have something else for you. So we've talked about a couple of times now uh, we're doing. We're going to be doing some World Cup shows Ooh, coming yes. up. Um, and I believe you have volunteered. You know, I think a lot of us are going to talk about the U.S. games, yeah, right? And everything like collectively. But you've also taken Canada. Yes. Right? I have. Yeah. I kind of volunteered for that. Nice. Yeah. So I... I was looking at the group that they're going to be very interesting. So I'm looking forward to your coverage and I I'm kind of working out the schedule for this. Uh, and probably what I'll do is it, I, I, we posted something the other day. We have a lot of um, volunteers that are going to join us throughout the tournament and they're going to cover, they're going to cover their, their, the country that they, that they want. Uh, I will probably at some point pull an April Ludgate and say, if I can't be the moon, I quit, man. Um, but um, I'm taking Holland and or Netherlands and Switzerland outside of talking about the U.S. But um, 
if anybody else wants to to join in, please let us know. But probably what we'll do is we'll have um, kind of like a kickoff show uh, and just give like a broad overview and, and talk about the tournament a little bit. But then as we get into the group stage, we'll probably have people on and we'll just talk about the group in general. I don't think we'll do an episode for every single group match because that will just get insane. Uh, <laughs> the group stage runs from November 20th through the 29th. So maybe after the group stage ends, then we'll have those people back on as they get into the knockout stages. And then, then we'll, you know, we'll probably do like an episode or two a week um, to kind of go through that. But again, I'm still working on the schedule. I'm trying not to, uh, have Corey who edits all of our podcasts kill me um, and not do like 10 shows a week. So we're going to try to just do four or I'm sorry, just do two a week, uh, <laughs> do, do four a week. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and we're trying to think of some things, some other things to do during the off season to, to make it fun. Uh, definitely want to get some more players on the show, uh, get some more staff um, and just have, um, just all types of different people on. We'll definitely have you back on because uh, we definitely got to do a end of season recap show. So that'd be fun. And I just realized I just figured out the best possible person y'all could get for an interview. Sir Minty. <laughs> that at, that at, is a golden chalice. It's just like complete silence. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> you ask a question silence and then you just like, that's a great answer. That's something I've mm. never thought of. Wow, yeah. Sir Minty, you are the great philosopher of our times. <laughs> Voice of a generation. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um, Russ, do you have anything else you want to talk about or uh, go over before we end the show? Uh, David, hope you're having fun at Disney World or Land, whichever one's in Florida. I can never remember which. I think it's Everyone, Disneyland, right? If you're still listening, thank you. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that people actually listen to the show. <laughs> I know, right? Like it's 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 very humbling, actually. Um, truly, truly is. It it it, it kind of blows my blows my mind. So if 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 I can do a podcast, literally anybody can do a podcast. But it's very humbling that people take time to to listen to it and to send questions and then act, you know, want to come on the show and, and, and contribute and everything, you know, like yourself, Russell, I, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody out there, like tuning in, commenting, uh, even if you don't agree or maybe don't care for the show all that much, but you still tune in to maybe argue with me in your head or whatever the case is. <laughs> I, I still appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And thank you for having me on. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be on here. And to, like you're saying, uh, it's just cool to think that people care about what I want to say. And well, I care about what, what you want to say. What you're saying. Well, thank you. But yeah, All right, sir. Humbling and touching. And thank you all. And wow, I did not expect to end the podcast on this note. <laughs> How did we get here? How did we get here? I always ask myself that at the very end of the show. How did we get here? Um, <laughs> some music plays off. You're just like, where did we even go on that show? <laughs> Have fun editing that, Corey. Oh, my goodness. 
Well, if you if you do like the show, please leave us a review, rating, share it with your friends. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it, and also helps us get it and get our show in front of new folks. Um, but Russ, thanks for coming on the show, and have a good night, everybody. Take care. Hashtag for the crown. That's right. See you guys.